Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A talk show. Welcome to Out of Character. I'm Gary, your host. And on tonight's episode, Abduction, or we'll be going over the episode Abduction, I have Kayla and Dee. Welcome, Kayla and Dee. Howdy. Hello. How are you both doing tonight? I'm good. Good. I'm all right. How are you? Yeah. I'm doing really well. Doing really well. So uh, I think a few weeks ago, we hinted as to what was happening in this episode, which is that um, there was an abduction. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hint at nothing. No, that was totally my fault, but I think Joe cut that out. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe it didn't make it. <laughs> maybe it didn't make it to the out of character episode. Yeah, I think he cut it out because I totally spoilered it like two or, two or three episodes ago. But yeah, no, I think he cut it out. So we did not spoil anything. I think I think it's been a a, a real uh, a, a real hard time for us not to spoil things over and over again, and and every time it's it's a real laugh because like no they don't know that yet. Uh, what is but, timeline? I have no idea what timeline is. I don't know what's going on. Keeping secrets. It's like it's like doing interviews after a movie is or before a movie is about to release. Uh, That's the worst. Uh, I feel like uh, what's his name, Tom uh, blah, 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 from Spider Man, Holland, Holland, <laughs> Tom Holland. Uh, he's he's the one who releases all the MCU secrets, isn't he? He slipped up once. He, he slipped up a few times. Let's be honest. Okay. There's okay. there's like a handful. <laughs> it got to the point, like it got to the point where they started using it for marketing. <laughs> look, I, look, he's pretty. Okay. I've actually never heard any of his slip-ups. I've just heard them reference it, the fact that he slips up over and over again in other <laughs> interviews. So. Yeah. So one of my favorite ones is it's an Instagram story. Or he, he's like on Instagram. He's doing like a live stream. He's like, hey, uh, Marvel just sent me. This is the one of the marketing ones because they like released the official thing like 10 minutes later. Um, but it's like when Endgame was... I don't think they had announced the name of the movie yet, or they had just barely announced it. He went on to Instagram, did a live stream, like showing off this cool thing that the Russo brothers just gave him. And it was the poster and he shows it off. And then he pulls out a, a piece of paper with like a note on it and on the back in big, bold text says, do not show to anyone. <laughs> um, and at the premiere of infinity war, Assuming that the movie had already played, he runs on stage and goes, don't worry, everybody, I'm still alive, before the movie played. Jesus. <laughs> that one was fun. That's great. Again, he's pretty. Mm-hmm. He can do whatever he wants. Well, now, I don't know about that, but I no. think I come from a different point of view. <laughs> 
Okay, so maybe we should get to our episode and to our our content. Uh, the, this episode uh, continues on from our great planning of buying horses and uh, supplies, and you know we get to leave the inn on the road. And uh, wait, hold on, is that how this episode began? Not, yeah, no, like okay, you yeah. should absolutely know that, and I love that you don't. It's very fun. You know what? I even listened to this episode twice today, and um, I'm, I'm just, I, I had a long, long day on top of that. Hold on. So. Let's do the math here. Between the three of us, how many listens do we have? We have two from Gary. Uh, we have half from Kayla. Uh-huh. We have none from me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> We're terrible at this. But you know what? You know what? I'm young. I have ADHD, and I have a hyperfixation on D&D. I'm going to make that a shirt. Hold on. Nobody, nobody, somebody write that down, but then give it to me so I can put it on a shirt. Um, (laughs) That being said, I do remember the episode. You'll you'll probably remember the facts best out of all of us. I'm predicting that right now. Okay. Oh, baby. Probably. So, so we we got to do our normal banter of, uh, I, I think we actually started this episode with talking about coffee cake. Because we can't leave a man without talking about coffee cake. <laughs> yeah, it was Lotus bringing Lily, Lily, Lilith, jeez, Lilith coffee cake. Uh, the usual <laughs> breakfast bullshit. Uh, deciding uh, marching order, which which I don't think has ever come into play. Right? It's like what? It just eventually. Uh, see, that's what jo- he's luring us into a false sense of security. And then yeah. one day he's just gonna fucking what? We're gonna be on the road and we're gonna get pounced by something. It's like ah, you know what? I'm just gonna hang out in the back and you know kick rocks, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's gonna be the day. Uh-huh. Totally. And then uh, we get to the campsite. I, I do a horrible uh, survival check to not find us a good campsite. Thank you very much. And. Uh, you uh, go find us food, which is not rabbits. No rabbits. We have no an rabbits. entire discussion about the merits of eating rabbits or not. Because our, our vegetarian won't catch us food. No. Uh, Berry. <laughs> I, b- I believe it was something to the effect of, here's some berries, down and shut up. Uh, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't remember. Is Celeste a vegetarian, too? I don't remember the, question, or the answer to your question about the... Uh whether or not Celeste is vegetarian from the episode. I don't remember what we decided on, but I'm going to well, say no. I'm making the judgment now. No. There you well, go. You know, vegetarians become vegans. Vegans become meat eaters. Meat eaters become vegetarians. That's just the cycle of life. Is this a cycle of life? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you, you know, you, you're a meat eater, and, you know, eventually you're like, you know what, I can do this vegetarian thing. It's healthier. It's better for me. And then you're a vegetarian for a while. And then you're like, you know what? I'm already a vegetarian. And I can become a vegan. It's even better. You know? And then you're a yeah. vegan for a while. And you're like, fuck this shit. I'm going to have some steak. And then you get really sick. Uh, <laughs> interesting fact. They, they, uh, a bunch of studies have shown that you actually don't get sick. Um, um, except for in very rare cases. I've known a few people. That have been vegetarians and then tried to eat meat and gotten super sick. Yeah, it's got something to do with the uh, the fact that your body isn't used to having it after uh, an extended period. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the studies have shown that that that's um, like an old wise tale, but oh, okay. that there is some digestive issues, like that, like you're you you're not used to it, but like you won't get like violently ill. Like people just don't like it. So there's a lot of psychos. Uh, there's some psychosomatic stuff. There. Somatic stuff behind it and whatnot. But you still have the ability to digest it, and you can go back to eating meat afterwards. What yeah, about, I mean, like, biologically, we can do it. Right. What about so. psychoverbal and uh, psycho Like a material? Yeah, material. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyways, that was my one poorly <laughs> wow. said joke for the evening. Wow. I will see you all next week. No, have don't you night. dare go anywhere. <laughs> Okay. So. I realized that I did contradict myself a little bit because, like, Jade is a vegetarian, except for pocket bacon. Except for pocket bacon, right? Because you always eat the pocket bacon. You gotta have pocket bacon. Bacon. Anyhow. It's like the exception. I I had a girlfriend once who was a vegetarian. Well, no, she was a play a vegetarian, maybe. So she wasn't really a vegetarian. She didn't eat red meat except for pepperoni. And her, her, her rationality was two-thirds of the word was a veg- vegetable. Pepper. How silly is that? <laughs> Wait, pepper. Oh, oh, I guess if you spell it out, yeah. Hey, you know, you I sil- can respect that. If you go with syllables, it's half the word. Thanks very much. <laughs> that, that, is, that is correct. You're right. I've made that I don't argument too. Of- <laughs> I don't need a lot of red meat, but you know, I'll throw down a burger every now and again. So I, I, I have no claim to vegetarianism other than my character. I think that's why all my characters are vegetarians and gay. Because that's really what I want to be, but I don't have the discipline. Gay little vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> what we truly want to be inside. Seriously. That's what yeah. D&D is all about. You know, you're not wrong. Because if I could be blue-skinned with horns, I'd fuck some shit up. Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. If I could call lightning on a whim, <laughs> and I, if I, like, a long cloak and a raven companion, I would be so fucking happy. Like, I, I'd be living the dream. I think that's why I used to always play bards. Because I always wanted to be a musician. Uh, see? That's what D&D is all about. Being able to be the things that you can't be in real life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sometimes it's just about wanting to kill shit. <laughs> well, that too, you know, because you can't do that in real life either. I mean, you can, but the consequences are much greater. Uh, more of the story. Don't kill things in real life. Just do it in D&D. Just do it in D&D. That's what oh. they need to do. They need to start uh, implementing Dungeons and Dragons in prisons so, as uh, part of their rehabilitation. Funny story. I knew someone who spent a bunch of time in prison. Okay. And he said that D&D books and dice are like currency in prison. And being a DM like, has props because you, you are sought after because you can run games. And people love you. Good to know. If I ever go to prison, I'll <laughs> let everybody know I'm a DM. <laughs> D&D's a thing. <laughs> you are, you know, you're sought after because there is nothing to do in prison. <laughs> there you being, go. being able to entertain is worthwhile. 
That's actually really interesting. That's kind of cool. Now, I, I'm, since he was in for you know, nothing violent or anything like that, you know, I'm pretty sure he was in a very low, low, you know, tier. Why did I say low tier? You know, low security type thing. Not like mm-hmm. the place with rapists and murderers and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. don't go off and kill somebody and hope that D&D will keep you safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyhow, we, di- we digress. With that digression, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> uh, I- I'm trying to think of like, because there was a bunch of things that happened before the campsite, right? Or, or did we just bullshit for a long time before the campsite? It was really a lot of bullshitting. It really oh, okay. was like the first like three quarters of the episode is is basically bullshitting. It was so entertaining though. I, I, I felt like we were having such fun. We did I mean like I was giving people flowers. It was all kinds of fun, but we weren't really doing anything. I got to make a couple of cat jokes. That's I think, true. I think everybody got a flower but Bill. And Kaylin and Chase, but they weren't actually there, you know, to get flowers. I was gonna give Val a flower. Never got around to it. Writing it down. Give Val Val flowers. flowers. Yeah, I was. I was gonna. Like at first, it was just gonna be Celeste because, like, the whole like Celeste was having an existential crisis thing. And then I was like, well, if I'm gonna give one to Celeste, and I have to give one to Lilith because, like, it's fucking Lilith. And then I was like, well, fuck it, everybody's getting flowers well, now. And then, and then Lotus was like, oh, but I didn't get a flower, so you know, right? So then I had an overkill with Lotus, and I, I remember that I had plans to do something like something with Val. With flowers, and I don't remember what it is now, and, like, shit happened, and it never, and then, like, of course, the the latter half of the episode, you know, like, fucked me up emotionally, and I forgot about it. I think we got into the, uh, the cat chasing rabbits part of the episode <laughs> with, with, uh, Celeste changing into a cat <laughs> as well <laughs> to mess with Lotus. Specifically to to friendly mock, to friendly mock Lotus, yeah. It's kind of fucked up, but like Celeste doesn't know like social cues and things what a like waste that. Waste a wild shape. Come on. We were about to do a long rest. It's fine. Yeah, blow all your spells before you go to bed. That's yeah. Just you know, if you got extra bullets, just shoot them in the air. They'll come back in the morning. Yeah, like you like know, the wild west out here. Exactly. God forbid we get attacked during the night. Which we didn't. It was fine. This is true. You, you know, well, it wasn't fine, but we didn't get attacked. Celeste doesn't use wild shape anyways in a fight. Uh, correct. This is, this is true. It's only been. I think I've only used it the two times. Be bird. Be cat. Uh, <laughs> So that's your fuck around spell. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days I will use it in combat and that's the fuck around and find out spell. There you go. <laughs> Has Celeste fought a bear? You don't know. But have you fought a bear? You're about to. Uh-huh. It'd be great if we ever have to fight a bear and like instead Celeste turns into a bear and goes and like cuddles up with it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That, that, that's what I'm expecting. 
So. I've got animal friendship. I've got to speak with animals. Joe, always be prepared. Always be prepared to do animal voices. Always. <laughs> I'm always going to... You never know when I'm going to throw a curveball at you. There you go. It's Keep not going to be anytime toast. soon, but like, that's the threat. That's the threat. That, that you're, you're, it doesn't matter what kind of animal it is. You, you might talk to it. Yeah. We don't see a lot of animals overall. We don't. But also, are any of us looking? No. We're not yeah. the most perceptive bunch. You would think that I would, right? <laughs> you would think. I, it's just when we're playing the uh, playing in the session, it never occurs to me to like do these things. So I'll write notes being like, hey, make sure to bring this up next session. And I'm like, cool, me from the past. I'll definitely do that. And then I don't do that. So it's funny. We're, we're mo- not the most perceptive bunch, but like, actually, I think I have a plus five. Lilith has like a plus seven. Uh, Chase, I think, has like a plus five. <laughs> we're, we're, so, so we're, we're, we're not the most perceptive player. <laughs> right. As players, <laughs> we don't think about it, but our characters are <laughs> our characters are quite good at it. Uh, I have a plus four to perception. So anytime I make a perception check, just remember that. <laughs> I just do. That is not what I wanted. I was trying so to Celeste, look at what the- uh, Dean, Celeste and I got to, uh, Celeste and Val got to have a nice little conversation about uh, asking poignant questions of each other. Uh, why is Vel green? Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Which I got to dodge, you know, quite well. And, and why do you keep yourself covered up? Uh, did you expect that? Uh, um, for, for any of us to finally ask you point blank? No. I mean, I was I was waiting for it. I, I figured somebody eventually would. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting it to be Jade at one point, but then I was like, no, we've already kind of established that yeah, between the two characters. Yeah. Um, but no, in that specific moment, I was taken aback as a player, like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, uh, I was taken aback when, when uh, actually, Kayla, as Jade, asked me, like, actual D&D-specific questions about, well, one, places inside of uh, Joe's world, which I don't know anywhere inside Joe's world. I don't know how to break this to you. Uh, you have been doing Out of Character for longer, quite, quite vastly longer than you've been playing Vel. I know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like like a couple of things. I I know a couple of places, and that's I went into the show blind. <laughs> I, I you know I'm just bad with names and places, and I, I'm just bad in general. <laughs> Listen, Joe, Joe's gonna eventually answer my question. Can I do the not safer wizards TikTok? He's gonna eventually stop dodging that one. Called that. out. I'm kidding. Um. Love you, Joe. And I'm just going to do a series recapping, like, the locations and the characters that that will force me to listen to the show that I'm on. <laughs> I ha- Joe, talk to me, buddy. I got ideas. <laughs> you would think, like, having listened to the shows over and over again, that I would actually know, like, the places... But I, I still call the Elf Kingdom, Elf Kingdom, uh, Leonore. I, I, I can, sometimes I can remember it. 
Mm-hmm. But is it Lee Unor or Lee Lenor? Lee I think it's. I'm gonna. This is the my time to razz Joe, but I feel like after like each episode, Joe has a chance to razz me back. I think it's Lenore. I think Le- it's Lenore. I think it's Lee Lenore. Lee Lenore. Lee Lenore. Lee Lenore. Something. Don't we have a thread for that? We we have a notes yeah. thread that has well, like a right it. But do you know how hard it is to find stuff in there? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. I never use it. But uh, no, so, we there's t- a search button. We need. We totally need to like harass Joe because like he has all the time in the world <laughs> I, to, give, I, I, to give us a names and places or a map or some shit. So, so it's Lee Lenore, Lee, Lee Nanor, L A E N A N O R. Okay, so it is Lee Lenore. Lee Lenore. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm bad with pronouncing things as is. <laughs> uh, but I don't know how I even. I guess I remember that one because it's the elf world, and that's that's the only way I'll remember that. <laughs> I remember uh, Grimsby because that's where I'm fucking from. Right, exactly. Actually, you're not from Grimsby. Stonecast. You're from Stonecast. Come on. But it's Grimsby's the main I guess, city outside of Stonecast. Yeah, I guess Grimsby's like the kingdom, right? Something like that. See, I don't even fucking know, and I named the damn place. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think the actual city of my birth has been named yet in the show. Do you um, know what it is? I do know what it is. I do. What? It was... Alright, so here's the backstory on that. Further dodging the questions about the episode that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> couple months back, right, uh, Joe asks me, I think it was the night before game night, he just sends me a message on Facebook and he's like, Hey, I got some questions about your character. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, because whenever, whenever uh, DM, in my personal experience, in my very limited experience, uh, asks me, what's this thing? It's always a panic response from me. Um, like, well, hi, why are you asking? Um, and I think it was, bef- I think it was like the episode that we had all the nightmares, right? Around then. And he asked me, like, what's this? What's that? What's the name of this place? And I'm like, this, that, the other thing, uh, this. Um, and he, he asked me for, like, a general vibe check of, like, what that place would be. So I do have an answer. I don't know if it's ever going to come up. I don't know if I want to keep it to myself, just A, because I don't remember it off the top of my head. B, in case it does come up, I want it to be a nice little thing in the story or a not nice little thing. But I want it to be, like... Revealed if it needs to be. There you go. There you go. And if he, it was said, oops. Oops. <laughs> he did the same thing to me. He asked me what my parents' names were, and I was like, uh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Bob and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Hey, Kayla. Yo. Remember the last session we did? Same question. <laughs> and that's as far as that will go. And if it <laughs> needs to be cut, it will be. If it doesn't, <laughs> hi, Joe. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit lost on that one, but I'm happy to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ex- I'll explain it when we're not recording. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, 
So, uh, so we huddle around the campfire. I, I said, you know, I even thought about like, okay, we're at this campfire. It's like a well-traveled spot. Let's set an alarm just in case something tries to uh, come at us. Um, yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah, was really useful. I, uh, it was so useful, right? Like, you know, coldly, coldly let us know that somebody was coming to kidnap two of our members. <laughs> uh, and yet still, Kaylin and, and Chase, I thought Joe did an amazing job of uh, oh, wonderful. sneaking in there, of having the two of them uh, take watch together at the same time while the rest of us were, you know, unaware. Yeah, no, I did not see that coming. And, like, he set it up. He totally set it up. And all, like, right over my head. I love that nobody, like, usually when we do watches, it's basically, who wants to have a scene together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And and straight up, nobody was like, I want to go and watch, like, watch three while everybody else is on one and two. And that was just really good, uh, really good coincidence. But also, like... I don't think that I would want to be in this like a, an actual important scene with a character who's being puppeted simply for their sake, you know? Yeah, Ooh. no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enter in like a a heartfelt scene or a conversation scene or something like that with a puppeted character either. Like, I would want that person there. I, I, I yeah. think he he knew that. Like, usually, anytime we have puppeted characters, we put them on watch together. Uh, just so that way it's a nothing scene. And so he knew he could use that as a abduction scene. And it was just very well planned uh, as a, I, I wonder how long he had this guy in his head that like, if he ever needed to get rid of two characters for, for a period of time that he could abduct them during a watch, uh, like just hidden in his back pocket. I kind of know the answer to that, but I'm not going to answer it because I don't know if Joe wants it known. Mm. He's um, been planning it since he first picked up D&D, actually. Um, <laughs> if this specific scenario ever happens, I'm prepared. I'm back, Joe. Yeah. Now, now, how do we apply this to the real world? Yeah. That's the question. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, no, he did a really, really good job. Uh, I did not see it coming like that. I, I, I thought, you know, we, we've had characters who had to take a step away, you know, for various reasons at the time. Usually they, they run off to do their own mission or something like that. So, um, so this, this, yeah, I thought this was this great. This is an interesting twist. This is a great twist. I thought also uh, what happened, you know, when we all woke up, um, first off, I, I thought it was great that we all jumped on the uh, playing werewolf werewolf vibe, uh, just joke after joke of werewolf. Um, yeah. Uh, but but everybody jumped into detective mode. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, and and you know, looking for footprints, trying to figure out. Uh, you know, people jumped right on the fact that you know the alarm didn't go off in one direction, so they must have come from the other direction. Uh, I, I wanted to ask the, how did you feel about uh, Greg's comment that, you know, doesn't trust Veller's less? I love it, actually, um, because it gives, it opens up an opportunity for 
mini character arcs or straight on full character arcs to earning that trust. It's always good when you're writing to have a, a, a starting point that is vastly different from your end point, right? Such with such a big contrast between two characters. Um, and I think now that I'm actually thinking about it in this very specific moment, I think Celeste and Lilith are pretty decent, you know, like contrasting wise, like um, they don't trust easily, which is something they have in common. Right. But since they're in the same group, it's kind of, it could be used for conflict. Um, but also it's interesting two characters wherein uh, Lilith is domain of death for a cleric, which is odd. Um, Cause clerics typically thought as like the healers and stuff like that. Um, but also Celeste is a druid, which is a very lively and nature focused uh, class. But also Celeste has no remorse for murder, like straight up cold, but you know, she'll kill a bitch. So I think it's a very interesting place for them to be at where they are these two characters who don't trust each other because then if we ever do get to the point of full trust, it's it will feel more earned and it'll feel like a bigger milestone. Mm -hmm. There's room for development there. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but I also like the thought that we could be traveling together for years and not have more than five conversations with each other because that's really funny to me. Because Kaylin and I, again, I don't think have had a conversation together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think I've talked more to Lotus than I have to Kaylin. Um, that's really funny. And that's insane, given the, the amount of time that we've both been on this show <laughs> together. That is kind of funny. Uh, and... and you know, I, I, I didn't think about it that way with, with you know, building character and whatnot, uh, you know. But my, my first thought was, like, that Lilith is going to do something stupid that's going to make me have to kill Lilith. Uh, you can always fist fight your party members. They're always going to have an issue with that. You can do that whenever you want. I don't <laughs> think you should kill a party member. <laughs> Maybe I was going a little bit extreme with the kill. Yeah, idea. you know. But, but yeah, yeah you, one death save is fine. <laughs> I was going to have to put down Lilith temporarily. I, I could always bring people. You know, I, I'm a healer. I could always bring people back to life. Uh, I owe you one, buddy. <laughs> did I, oh, did I heal you at some point? Spoilers, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I chronomancy. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, you know the the uh, it brought me back to the the first time I I met everybody where I was like, oh, we're going to end up fighting at some point. Uh, how did Jade feel? Did 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 Jade suspect uh, Celeste and Vel in all of this, or was there? No, Jade. Jade. <laughs> She develops trust pretty quickly, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's that's part of her naivety. And it's it's not as quick as it used to be, um, as she's grown and gotten a little more, from you know, a little bit more jaded. Uh, but she, but, um, she 
<laughs> she definitely trusts Celeste. She's she's there's there's a lot to her emotions with Celeste. Um, some of which she's kind of showing a little bit and some of which she's not, but she definitely trusts Celeste. And Vel, she she doesn't she sees Vel as good. She she knows she doesn't know a lot about Vel. She doesn't know Vel really well yet, but but she understands that Vel is good. Um with Jade it was more of a because we've been on this this quest, this hunt, this plot uh for so long with the war makers and stuff like that that she's she's gotten very like singularly focused on this and there's no doubt in her mind you know at that point that that's exactly what that was um you know and and she's her brain's a little scattered cuz chase is super important to her chase is like big brother um so she was she was less about looking around uh for blame with her party members and more about just dealing with the raw emotion of it at that point yeah i i think i think you played that very well of of just the the being uh almost like frantically disheartened by by what was going on and just like you know i think you repeated over and over again gotta find chase gotta find chase gotta find chase yeah she was super panicked like there was it's it's interesting when i when i really let myself fall into that character um and and the the emotion she's her emotions are very much on the surface. She's, you know, kind of calls it like she sees it. Um, she doesn't hold back a whole lot. Uh, so kind of falling into that, like there was a real, very visceral sense of kind of dread and panic that went with that, that like took a bit to shake off. And, you know, on top of it, the fact of the matter was, is that we were, you know, we lost Mark for a little while. Um so it was very easy to to fall into that sense of loss, being as that, you know, Mark and I are very close. We've known each other for more years than either of us want to make public. Um, <laughs> and and I've gamed with him for so long that being thrust into this environment where all of a sudden one of the people that I always rely and lean on in a game is not there. It was very easy to just become panicked. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> I I thought uh, like going to the air to to look for him. What was a very good idea? I I was I was like drawing a absolute blank uh, during this this whole point of like or looking for you know Kaylin and and uh, Chase. Um, just. To, I had no idea of what to do. Like, so, so, uh, Celeste's idea of, of, you know, turning into a bird and going flying and, and, uh, breaking out the, uh, bird giant statue. Owl. I love giant owl statue. I love my birds. I love my birds. Super cool. And, uh, I guess Luna was flying around too. Um, I, I was wondering, do we have any idea? Were, were there any ideas of, how they got from our campsite to the summoning circle, to the teleportation circle that they used. Uh, did you guys have any ideas there? So I remember there was something in it about them getting knocked out. Yeah, there was a struggle. There was blood. Um, right. And at, then, least, at least a gunshot was fired off. 
at least yeah. one. Uh, but um, it was, uh, was it Justice? Uh, it was the Silent Weapon, whichever one that is. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Warrant has the silencer or Justice? I can't remember which, but one of them had been fired. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, as a player, not as a character, I think that the option for flight is always available, right? Like, there, there's levitate spells, things like that. Um, but also, you have creatures, specifically, like, say, bird people creatures, um, that it will let the audience decide the proper pronunciation of. Because I'm not going to fight anybody, <laughs> and I'm not going to deal with the, the fallout of it. Um, <laughs> is it a drink, or is it a bird? I think Aarakocra, because they're giant birds. You know, roost anyways. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> actually, one of the things I was, I was thinking about is if it was like a fire elemental, do they fly? I mean... I think we would have noticed if the campfire, if the campsite was suddenly just fire. But also, I get where you're coming from, like thematically. Yeah, that's a good point. Or wind elemental, maybe. Maybe the, the elementals all, at least fire and wind, have the ability to fly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's a hard no on the rock and the water. Historically Probably. speaking, when water is up, it falls. Yeah, I you know what? I don't know about those two. I have to look it up. Um, I don't think, I mean, they could have teleported to where they wanted specifically to lose track, right? Yeah, I mean, like, there's also, you know, Dimension Door, there's all kinds of stuff if they were casters. Yeah. the You the, know, which they had to beat in order to do the circle. At mm-hmm. least one of them, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they could have just, you know, done one spell to hop far enough away to take the time to do... You know, something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like there's still a lot of mystery in there. You know, uh, like... Yeah. Uh, are we ever going fi- to figure out... Or will Joe ever explain to us how how someone is... How two fighters... Because remember, both Kaylin and Chase are fighters. How two that fighters... That. Not only how did they lose yeah. that fight... But how did they get knocked out, right? There had to be some distance, because casters. But even then, he's got a gun. He's got a gun. Well, let's see. A couple casters, you know, caster could have started off the fight with a silent spell, which could have stopped uh, Kalen or or Chase from, you know, setting off an alarm, right? Most casters have some kind of invisibility. Uh, I don't. I got passed without Trace, I think. Right, but, I'm, I'm envious. But Depends on the level. Wizards, high-level wizards definitely would. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they could have walked in with, you know, Pass Without a Trace, Invisibility. If it was a furball, they have it by nature. Yeah, they could have. there's a lot of stuff that could have been employed to go that far. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, so I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. Uh, it was... I was skeptical at first, but but now now I could see how you know with some planning how how we could do it. But now I want to go kidnap some some people. I think it's I think it's an important thing to think about because I feel like eventually we're going to come up against these guys. That is a good point. Like I mean, we got to go find you know Chase and Kaylin. Uh, 
Although, uh, you know, Celeste with Divination gave us a, a great clue as to where they are being not on this plane anymore. I, I'm going to toot my own horn here, just, just the once. Um, I think that being told no and still doing it, I think I was very clever with how I did it. Thank you. Yes. Joe was like, you can't see the past with that. And I'm like, bet. I can tell you the future, though. Um, so I, I, I'm very proud of myself with wording it in a way wherein I could get past information out. Yeah, no, I think that was brilliant. And that's, that's how you play the game. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> um, I think that was one of the hardest things for Jade and, and what contributed to her panic was that she she's a little fighter. She doesn't have magic. And now she's come against this situation where all the punching and kicking and blow darts and guns in the world couldn't bring Chase back to her in that moment. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Um, at no point in the episode did I actually technically give you back the other gun I found. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, every time it's come up, I'm like, I didn't hand it over. <laughs> huh. like, like, at no point do I say, I give this to you. Huh. I'm going to let it slide because I actually don't care. I don't want it. But I think it's funny that it's like, I never said that. <laughs> it was just assumed that Jade had the guns. Yeah, exactly. You have two out of three. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on a second. There's three? You yeah. have yours. And then you okay, have... I think his long one. But he doesn't have a long gun yet. Right, he wants right. to a long he gun. Wants, he wants one. He wants one. He has that he was I talking about building one. But, but he has but no. Justice and Warrant. And then you have the single shot. And I, the yeah, and the little then you have one. I think I picked up Justice and I put it in the back of like like where you store things like in your belt, right? Um and I don't think that I ever handed it to anybody. I just pulled it out and then like Yeah, I think you did say that you put it you you put it in your bag. Yeah. We'll say for the sake of the narrative because um reasons that I did hand it to you, but I want everybody to be fully aware I never did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still, I would actually I, Go ahead. I I would actually really love to do like a little cutscene on that. That would be fun. <laughs> we'll do we'll circle back around to being like why does everybody keep saying you have it? I have it. I never gave it to you. Why does everybody? Why does everybody think that you have it? Were they not? <laughs> Anyways, we'll just do that, and then I'll then I'll actually give it to you. I I can see it, like I can see it going a lot of ways. Um, but I don't I, like realistically. Had I realized that, I don't think Jade would have given up until she had it in her hands. Oh, absolutely. You would. Yeah. <laughs> It I'm just with my hand wave of like, yeah, Jade has right. it, and I'm Jade like, Jade has it. No, <laughs> I I never let go of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sure, I'll I'll let you think that. Sure. Yeah, it would either been it either would have been a very heartfelt scene or wrestling. I don't know. Like it would have. Oh, I think we would have tussled. <laughs> <laughs> Which would even further complicate Jade's feelings for Celeste. Good. So <laughs> I want everybody on the edge of their seat. Oh God! Ah. I only bring that up just because I think it's funny. 
it is not funny. that it matters to me in any way. No, it's 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 actually interesting um, that it was just kind of assumed that way. But yeah, like if I remember correctly, um, this episode and the next episode kind of bleed together for me because they are very similar and they pick up like immediate. So if this is technically next week, bleep it out, cut it, whatever. Um, but if it is next week, it's like at the very start of the episode, so nobody really gives a shit. That's fine too. Um, but I think I do pull it out, and then uh, 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 Greg is like, "Well, now I have less reason to trust you because you didn't tell anybody." <laughs> and that was the point where I was going to tell people. <laughs> I, I think I think actually, like when you when you first grab it and put it in your bag, is when he made that comment. <laughs> Maybe he makes it again at the beginning of next week's episode. I don't remember. Uh, but he, he definitely made a comment like that this week. Okay. Uh, I, he, I think he only did it the once, and it was after I pulled it back out, and I was like, hey, I found this, by the way, or something like that. Um, but, like, I love that Lilith is so ready to not trust mm-hmm. um, that it's assumed that I was hiding it, uh, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Which is very fun. Again, going into that dynamic that we could build upon in the future. Greg, if you're listening. <laughs> I feel like like Lilith and Celeste are kind of opposite sides of the same coin. Yes. And I think that's really interesting. And I agree with you that there's a lot of opportunity for meat and growth and... Uh, substance between the two of them as they kind of figure each other out. You know, yeah. like two cats living in the same house. Get kinda. Is it kinda. gonna be a bloodbath, or are they gonna get along? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna be that every day, or is it just gonna be on Tuesdays? You never know. Right, right. There's gonna be situations I think there's, I think there's probably always gonna be situations where the two of you are on opposing sides just because you both have very strong feelings about things but i think there's going to be times when you guys come together you know you, you, you all yeah i mean you're both stubborn but i think that you both agree on some basic principles yeah you know but yeah there's there's a lot there i'm that's i like recently that we are delving into more character interaction yes absolutely um Although my my trigger finger is getting a little itchy, just saying. Yeah, yeah, we haven't um, had a good fight in a bit, um, and I think that's coming. And I think I I have a feeling I, I know my partner pretty well. Uh, and no spoilers whatsoever, but I feel like um, he's going to make up for that. Uh, uh-huh. To the epic fight. I saw I saw a TikTok. I think it was today. Um, where it was like when you marry your DM and you see them painting, and it's like it's it looks like a hydra, but like worse. Um, yeah, I've seen that one. Mini, and it's like, what the what fuck, the is, fuck that? is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, there is a reason why because we share an office uh, at the ah. house, and there's a reason why our his screen he, the way we are positioned in the office. I there's no way unless I deliberately looked or walked behind him there's no way that I can see his screen even accidentally unless because I big mirror <laughs> yeah because I don't I don't want to spoil it for myself I don't want to like walk around the corner or turn around like 
even at my desk, if I turn fully around at my desk, I still can't see his computer screen. So there's no way for me to like get spoiled on on what he's working on or anything like that. And I like that, you know, because like we talk about a lot of stuff and we share a lot of stuff, but we make it a point. And it's the same way because he plays in my game. We make it a point not to spoil stuff like that for each other. Well, that's good. It, I, I think that's great because like it's the worst thing is 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 knowing what's going to come up. I've I've played I think Curse of Strahd three times, and the third time through, I I was just so bored. Yeah, that is the downside to modules. <laughs> right, and I mean like the second time at least like because we I had missed enough stuff the first time through that like you know it was a little different and whatnot. But uh, just just knowing what's going to happen is is, yeah. is kind of fun. Curse of Strahd is one of those things that no, but it's not it's not completely railroaded, but it's pretty railroady. Uh, as as are most modules, it's not a bad thing. It's just that you know, no matter what decisions you make, you're pretty much going to end up in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, a Telltale game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, rest I, in peace, Telltale. I did enjoy your Batman game. Go ahead. Batman game? Yeah, uh, Telltale, um, for those who do not know, uh, was a game company where they would have semi-interactive stories. You get dialogue options. That's the bulk of it. Or, like, uh, decisions, narratively. Um, But realistically, at the end of the the game, and they would do it in, like, chapters because it's, like, story-based, right? So there's typically, like, five chapters, and at the end of each one, you would end up roughly in the same place, right? You get some minor dialogues, and then you get a major decision that leads into the next chapter of that. Um, And they had a Batman one. They had two seasons of a Batman one, so that's ten, or is it six each? It's a couple each, right? It's It's, like, a handful. Um of like episodes each and I enjoyed the first of the Batman one and I didn't get to play the second one and now they're out of business but I think coming back I don't know uh anyways this was a big old tangent <laughs> you had a thought and then I started speaking and I uh here I, we I are. don't think I actually had a thought I I think I was trying to come up with a thought <laughs> <laughs> just like now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You love to see it. Uh, that sounds interesting. It's too bad they're out of business. Tell you the truth, I mean, uh, you can still buy their games. They're still available. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, that makes sense. But they're not making any new ones. Fair. I'll have to check that out. Okay, so uh, what? What more do we need to say about this glorious, fun episode of of? Just figuring out how to abduct two of our cast members away from us, sadly. I'm Batman. Thank you for your time. <laughs> I, I, it's it's been it's been interesting. Um, I feel like this has brought us all kind of together. Like, is that just me? No, mm. I get it. I get it. I'm waiting to see whether you know whether it's going to tear us apart. You know, I'll do my best. We're, we're going to go on this, you know, trying to, you know, was Chase, uh, I'm going to say Chase, because Chase is always like kind of the planner amongst us, but was Chase the glue holding this ragtag bunch together right now? Uh, what was he the one 
you know, keeping us in line. Uh, we will find out next week. Well, he definitely was keeping us from making dumb decisions. At um, times. At times. Um, he's a vo- he was the voice of reason. But now we have Vel, who is also kind of a voice of reason. I try to be. Uh, at times, I find it very, very difficult. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to do something funny. Yes. But, but it's out of character. Yes. Name drop. Um, but sometimes you just want to do it, you know? You just want to do it. I wanted to blow Trellis out of a tree. That's not out of character, but I still didn't do it. <laughs> you just want to do fun things, even if it has bad consequences, like hey. getting arrested or thrown out of uh, Lenore. Trellis turned out to be a good guy. That's relative. He's, he is not... He is not the bad guy we were looking for. He's not a villain. No, he's not a villain. He's not a great guy, but he wasn't. He's not our villain. He's not. He wasn't the droids we were looking for. Exactly. Um, He wasn't even that much of a dick, really. Yeah, he was a politician, but. And racist. He was an elf. What can I say? Now that's also racist. (laughs) (laughs) You're perpetuating the cycle of violence. I'm an elf. What can I say? Oh no! Ah. I'm stuck Run in away. a piece of there. Run away! <laughs> I I have like I I don't know how to ask this question. Like I don't know if it's a question or a statement. Um, Go for it. Because I noticed that we've been doing this lately, and I'm like on the fence as to whether or not it's productive or just dumb. Um. But I feel like a lot of times late, and you were, because you were asking about the the consequences of the, like, how the group is handling itself uh, without Chase. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like something that Mark did for us um, is, is Mark kind of held us together as far as character and story. And I feel like a lot of times recently uh, without him, we've been kind of devolving into banter again um, and kind of using the excuse of, oh, we're, you know, this is conversation that's that's happening while we're riding or while we're traveling or whatever. Um, but I think Mark was really good at keeping us focused and moving in character. And if we were having conversations, we were having them more in character. And I feel like we're falling away from that. And I'm not sure if that's my perspective or not. You mean like, uh, like Mark kept us talking as characters rather than talking out of character while we're playing? Right. Gotcha. Right. Like, I feel like he was the one that was like, all right, let's go. You know, all right, let's do this or let's do that. Um, and, and kind of kept things moving and kept things more cohesive character wise. I was definitely trying to move us along from like buying stuff to okay we have this we have this we have this what next uh during this past episode actually um but yeah i i do feel like mark mark always kind of knew the steps of of what we needed And he was he was more successful at kind of wrangling us, I think. And I don't think not to discredit you, I think that the group just because Vel is is newer to -hmm. the group um, as a whole, I think that everybody's kind of like, yeah, whatever, when it comes to, like, Vel trying to, like, assert any kind of, like, authority or leadership. Whereas, like, Chase, we've we've been around since the beginning. Um, 
not for Celeste, obviously, but the, the group as a whole, the energy of the group. Um, and as much as, as, you know, Chase may not be the leader per se, I think that Mark very much keeps us together and, and you know, staying moving in character and, and making sure that what we are talking about or doing or saying is is relevant to the story and not just because we all decided to go off on some tangent and bullshit for a while. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To put it in his own words, hurting cats. Yeah, Mark is very good at hurting cats. Oh, something that I do not enjoy doing. Mm. That is for sure. I don't know, I don't how. know how to do it. <laughs> I know how to do it in real life. I love hurting cats in real life, actually. I like cats. That's, I think that's the thing, too, is that, like, in life, being a business owner and all of those things, like, I'm constantly having to, uh, you know, keep things on the rails. And, and I, I fail at that regularly, but it's I have to. Whereas in game, I tend to not want to be that person. And Jade is definitely not the person to keep shit on the rails. No, no. Between between Jade and Lilith, we we uh, have a runaway train for sure. Yeah, you know, and and maybe that's why Jade uh, sees Chase the way she does, and kind of sees him as that big brother because he's the counterbalance to her. Mm-hmm. You know, where where like Celeste and Lilith are two sides of the same coin. I think that Jade and Chase have a lot of connections, but they are definitely, like, opposites when it comes to that whole staying on task thing. <laughs> I agree. I, I think that uh, it will be good when we get Mark back to uh, keep us on task again. But until then, everybody will have to deal with our meandering and uh, wandering ways. So, Just like this episode. Uh, but, um... You, <laughs> you know... Shouldn't point out the host's uh, problems with keeping people in line. You know, um, actually, I was referencing the fact that we are all ADHD and unmedicated. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, just no lies yeah. detected. I was, <laughs> Mostly. I was tested. I am not ADHD. Thank okay, well, two right. out of so, the three of us are. <laughs> me in the haystack. It's fine. <laughs> You're the only one, Gary. <laughs> Somehow. I don't you, know how that came out that way. You asked me a very simple question, and I answered it in one sentence that took ten minutes. What, what was the question? I can't remember. <laughs> uh, how did I feel when uh, Lilith said a thing about not trusting me? <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. At least you could remember the question. <laughs> See, you see where I'm thinking maybe maybe you should get checked. Again? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> so, okay, so let's turn the tables. Val. Yeah, it's our turn. <laughs> oh, yeah, a- a- ask away, please. I'm actually very curious because we don't talk about Vel a lot other than in little snippets. Um, mm-hmm. Because Vel is new to the party and, you know not entirely trusted like what is going through Vel's like you have been sent on this mission to make sure that we don't fuck up and to kind of be a guide what's going through Vel's head right now how is how is Vel seeing all of this well okay so so I tagged along on this mission because uh 
So my my whole entire goal is to get to Karshin. You know that that was my uh, uh, coming with with you, just this ragtag group to Grimsby. You know, protecting the king, right? And um, and I think Bell's a little peeved right now because because uh, like we're going after the warlord, right? Is that his name? The Warmaker? No, the Warmakers are the group. Is it the Warlord is the main guy? Something but, like that. But it's not necessarily Karshun. And, and like, we've left uh, the Elf King back at Grimsby kind of unprotected. And, and so um, I've kind of put all this, you know, kind of layered in there uh, is where I've been. But now, now Chase is, you know, abducted. I'm like, well, you know, this group is definitely in the thick of it. So maybe they'll lead me to my goal of just taking out this threat to the Elf Kingdom. Gotcha. You're all just a tool. Anyways. You know, like Greg and uh, you, Kayla, and Celeste, kind of all talk about, you know, this bonding of, you know, the group and all that, but whereas Vel, like, he knows he has to trust everybody, and that trust is important because yeah, you're you're putting your lives on the line for each other. But doesn't you know he's used to kind of being out there on his own more so. So that kind of sounds to me like this is this is a business trip. Yeah, for Val. exactly. Yeah, he's he's got a mission. This is a business trip, and these are just the coworkers he has to deal with right now on this business trip to get this done. I think that's why he's always so uh, kind of gruff whenever it's uh, baths and coffee cake <laughs> and putting flowers in people's hair. You know, it, it's, uh, that's all playtime. It's, it's not, uh, it, it's not the job. Uh-huh. No, that, that actually makes sense. And it, it, it makes sense as to how, Kind of when I'm when I'm looking objectively at how Jade has been perceiving Vel, you know she's kept her distance. I, I'm the grumpy guy, <laughs> right? And and I think it's it's I think it will be interesting to see because I I know inevitably in any party, any D and D game, any you know, trauma bonding situation like this, that there is going to come that moment of decision. There is going to come that moment of realization that you're in deeper than you thought you were, or you're in more emotionally than you thought you were, or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not developing your character for you. You're going to, that's going to come in your own time, but I'm, you know, thinking about it from like my character's perspective and, and Jade is always trying to connect people. But she hasn't connected with Vel. No, because I mean, Vel, Vel's, I think, purposely kept his distance, especially from Jade, because Jade is, you know, just this liability as far as he's concerned. Really interesting. Yeah, she's the gas pixie. I mean, uh, you know, first off, we don't look kindly on the hobbits where I'm from. They're halflings. You can't say that. Tolkien will sue. The estate will sue us if you say that. They're halflings. I don't want to get sued. I already don't have money. 
<laughs> you know, I think I, I think I've called them hobbits every single time I've, I've said no! it too. <laughs> Well, it's funny. It's funny because in Tolkien, the hobbits are occasionally called halflings. Yes, yes they are. But yeah. in D and D, you cannot call the halflings hobbits because right. they almost got sued by the Tolkien estate. Hey, listen, it's... Tolkien estate, if you're listening, I didn't do it. Leave me out of this. It's fine. <laughs> halflings. We all look kindly onto halflings. Uh, and then on top of it, you're just this. You know, like I've seen you fight. So I know that you're deadly, but but you're just not serious, you know? Yeah, she's, she's, she, you know, when I think about it too, when I'm thinking about like the emotional moments that Jade has had and Vel hasn't been around for any of those. So Vel doesn't no. even know that there is a deeper side to Jade. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now, That's a lot, interesting. Of, a lot of the emotional stuff has happened in closed doors, even, even since Vel has joined, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like all your connecting moments with Celeste have happened uh, one-on-one private uh, and yeah yeah that's, just been just been silliness that's that's really interesting I I'm I'm looking more and more at the meat of that you know and kind of going huh hmm. oh, that is the situation huh yeah, yeah, that is that is that really is the situation. Vel's on a business trip, and his coworkers are idiots. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been on that business trip. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've been the idiot on that business trip. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm usually the idiot on the business trip too. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where it all goes. And, um, and you know, I, I definitely don't have that, uh, that allegiance to the group yet, that, that commitment yeah. that, you know, that you get. And, and it's one of my pet peeves with D&D groups, actually, is that, you know, you join a group and you immediately get this allegiance to the group where... You know, you'll do anything for them. Uh, uh-huh. And I didn't want to play that, but I did set up, uh, you know, the the Order of Akena to be, you know, a righteous group. So Vel will, you know, do the right thing as far as uh, his morals are concerned, and will do, you know, whatever whatever he feels is is right. Mm-hmm. including taking care of the group, so long as he and, still feels that the group is righteous. Right. And that's where you and Celeste have something in common, because Celeste also did not just immediately get in- assimilated, and, you know, it took time for Celeste to, and, and you know, decorrect me if I'm wrong, um, but it took some time for, for Celeste to completely trust the group. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, and as we talked about, still having a bit of a conflict with Lilith. Us. I was going to say, I, I, say I completely trusting the group is an exaggeration, sure. wherein I trust Jade fully. Yeah, <laughs> but even that, even then, it's like it's not even a hundred percent. You know, like uh-huh. we're definitely we're definitely the closest. Like you are definitely the highest on that list. Mm-hmm. I would say probably Chase next. Uh, then Vel. But Vel is catching up due to very specific reasons. Um, hey, mainly because of this episode. Um, 
but like completely is still not there yet. <laughs> I can see that. No, I, I absolutely can see that. You're right. There is there is not a completely yet. Um and it's interesting. And this is this is I think where I, I keep pushing uh wanting to stay in character and wanting to stay in character interaction because there is that kind of juxtaposition between characters that have been together for what feels like an eternity uh between like chase lilith and jade and then uh michelle's had several characters that have kind of come in and out and then kind of are new but becoming with with celeste and vel so one one of the interesting things I did when I when I, Val first got introduced was I was actually keeping notes of what everybody was saying and like positive things and negative things. Oh, good, I like that. Just That's to cool. keep a a tally of of judging where everybody was at. So uh-huh. like Lilith was actually on a very because of Greg's sense of humor, <laughs> Lilith was on a very downward slope. At one point, was it the queen murdering stuff, or, <laughs> <laughs> or was it, what? What did it for you? Was it murdering your queen attempt uh, allegedly, or was it the coffee cakes? Like who knows? Uh, it was before murdering the queen. Actually, it was. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, part of it was uh, how you wanted to treat uh, the administrator guy that we were talking about before. I can't remember his name now. Charles. Uh, Alice. Yeah, part of it was that, and also some some other stuff uh, that was in there. I don't, I don't. I actually have discarded all those notes since then because uh, everything went positive enough that uh, trust had gotten earned. And I felt like okay, short of them, you know, killing innocents in the street, there's nothing that they can do that would, you know, get rid of the trust. But uh, but it was. I was keeping a tally, let's just say, secretly. You guys and, and find that you often kind of art imitates life when you're playing, like your characters tend to be closer to people that you're close to at IRL, or do you deliberately try to avoid that? I deliberately try to avoid it. Hey, okay. Kara? Yo. I- I'm going to let the, I'm going to give one piece of information and then let, let y'all decide the answer to that question. When I started, uh huh, you and Joe were the only people I knew. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. And and yeah, and you've Let's developed. See if that correlates. Yeah, you've developed personally in the real world some really cool bonds with some of the party members, and in a completely different way, bonded with us in game. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say for for me, it's definitely mixed. Uh, so, for me, there's some mix in there, though. Um, I ha- I have to occasionally stop myself. Yeah, I can from allowing that. my character to be like super bonded to people that I am super bonded to in real life. It totally failed with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's also easier to bond with with people with certain personalities in game is what i find you know like the people that are more vocal it's easier to to bond with in game so so like i i know i'm not incredibly vocal in game so i don't have as much of a bonded story with other people you know you don't have a 
bondage story, you fucking prude. Anyways. You know, I was gonna not touch that. I was being good for yeah. once. Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. I, I could hear myself saying it, too. Uh-huh. I heard yeah. you say it, and I went, I'm not gonna touch it. I'm not gonna touch it. Uh, uh, ten I wanted oh, to move. stop myself. I really <laughs> did. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't help it's myself. Just, you were already there. <laughs> it, yeah, you were there. It had already passed. It was done. It's fine. But... <laughs> And then sweeping over the land, a darkness of me grinning, going, Haha, I get it. It's a, it's, a, it's a good joke. It's a good setup right there. There Bam. you go. He set it up. You knocked it down. It's all good. I've, I've got him down in my dungeon. Okay. Here's an interesting question that I've never heard asked on this show, and I haven't listened to all of the episodes because I'm a terrible party member. Um, personal interactions, on the, on the subject of personal interactions, what are your feelings about romantic interactions in game between like in, between party said. members like in general or yeah like like in any in any game that you've played and want to play in and how do you feel about uh uh romantic or intimate interactions between uh, players first of all always consenting between all three related people a dm included of course, of course. <laughs> There's somebody you forgot to ask, and then it's just <laughs> Jesus on the side. One of those, anyways. But it's the DM now. Always that. Um, and if the party is cool with that dynamic, hell yeah, go for it. It's fun. You can you can add another layer to interactions. Is this something you could see yourself getting into? Um, charisma isn't my dump stat, but it's not my mm. highest stat. Okay. <laughs> Uh, maybe, but not definitely. Okay. What about you, Gary? I find it very hard to do. Um, like, I, I, that's one of the areas where I find that, uh, game mimics reality. Uh, because that type of flirtation and interaction, like, at least for me, like, it pulls from my actual, you know, ability to do it okay. in the real world. So while I, I don't have a problem with people doing it, uh, and I might do it joking aroundly, uh, it's not something that I see myself doing a lot of or, or getting into, just because drawing lines and figuring out boundaries and stuff like that would be difficult for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's interesting. I think everybody has very personal feelings about that subject and some people will you know jump into it very easily and others not and it's something that our group hasn't really done mm -hmm. not for lack of crying with jade but <laughs> <laughs> i'll do it i'll i'll try it with an npc i don't care because then now it's like the only person involved is joe but like if it's set up that that's a thing, I think it'd be easier because it's not like three people juggling it; it's two. Ah, uh, we've tried to ship Lilith with how many NPCs? Well, Lilith is almost as bad as Jade as far as being a big old fucking flirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but even so, neither of us. And this is where I wish Gary could have joined us tonight, but neither right. of us have right. crossed yeah. that line. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, you weren't here. Joe, delete the clips. Just Greg, read all the tracks. Greg. Greg. 
Greg! <laughs> God it's damn right. it, G names. Fuck you. I know. I, li- every time I'm about to say a name, you'll hear me pause. It's me making sure. Like, three times tonight. And it doesn't help that on Discord, like, you're, like, in this server name, starts and ends with a G. Um, <laughs> All fucked up. All fucked up. I like, suck at names. You could shift two letters, and it's just Greg. But I do. I every time that I'm doing that pause, I'm looking over and going, "This is Gary. This is Gary. Am I talking about this one? Yes. Say that one." (laughs) Well, what's really great is uh, because of my last name, I get called Gavin all the time. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So I'll 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 respond to Gavin instead. At least you respond to it. Uh huh. I actually had somebody. call out no they weren't calling to me but they somebody call out my birth name uh a while ago and it actually turned my head which it hasn't in a long time and i thought that was that was interesting um but yeah no i fuck up names all the time both of my my kids both their names start with a j and my goddaughter's name also starts with a j it's i forget it with your kids, I think that's your fault. I was gonna. I was totally my fault. <laughs> you. I was gonna. I leaned in close to the microphone, and I was about to say, "Well, whose fault is that?" And then you said the thing about the goddaughter, and I'm like, "Well, that one's not really on you." <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it, the circumstances by which they came about to that were not necessarily my fault, but I could have said no, and I didn't. So. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I digress. It's Greg and I both being gigantic flirts. Uh, but I don't think that either of us have crossed that line either. Yeah. I don't I, think. I think, like, uh, as I said, I think separating the character involvement from the real-life involvement uh, gets messy. And, and that's uh, so? why I haven't. Uh, huh. Okay. Yet it can get messy. I've 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 been in a few games where where like joking around about it and whatnot has gone to that point, and it's been fine. And then I've seen not where I've been a member of it, but I've seen in a bunch of games, especially in like uh, Vampire Masquerade and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that really leans into it. Where people have really leaned into it and where it's just gotten to be where people's feelings have gotten hurt and um, where it's just gotten bad, you know? Yeah, yeah uh, no, I, I once had a, a friend, <laughs> someone that I considered a good friend uh, that I was gaming with get like super IRL pissed at me because my character was not attracted to his character. <laughs> <laughs> which absolutely just twisted my brain like i couldn't i'm i'm such a i'm so my my i'm so wired so differently that like i i could not understand why he was so mad one generally all of my characters are lesbians i play females and they're gay every one of them and this has been historically throughout my my career playing D for the past God knows how many years. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
I was just, I was so dumbfounded and I was so upset. And one of the other players who is to this day, a, still a really good friend looked at me and did kind of the same thing you did with like leaning close to the mic, like looked at me and went, think about that. Okay. And I, 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 I'm such an idiot. Like I had no idea that this person had an actual crush on me. Uh, and let's was, just hit that with an oof. Oof. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was completely oblivious and, and I'm not usually oblivious about stuff like that. And I was just, I had no idea. And then it was like super awkward next game. It was like, shit, what do I do now? Yeah. And, and like, these are people that you still want to be able to game with and you want to be able to interact with. And how do you handle that situation? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an interesting topic. I mean, I think I, I like the dynamic our group has, and I like where we're going. It was just, it was more curiosity because you're both players that have played in other other games, and mm-hmm. you know stuff yeah. like that. I mean, nothing long term, but yeah. Have, have Have you had characters fall in love, Kayla? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh one of the first games I ever played, uh, I had a character who um, ended up in a relationship with one of the other characters. Um, and that was all kinds of fun. We also were not, like, you know, recording it for a live, you know, for an audience. So it was a bunch of friends fucking around, and it was someone who, in real life, I was very good friends with. Um, and we just, we were, we were close enough friends that this was something fun you know, that we could do. Uh, and we, you know, we played that out and it was, it was cute. It was, you know, very cottagecore cute uh, at the time. And we had fun with it. Although we didn't know that word at the time because that's new. Um, were, there, were there any real life feelings? Um, yes and no. We were very close friends. We considered each other almost sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, I, re- I recall having discussions with her uh back then um and later on after the game wrapped and it was kind of like we both agreed that in another world another time mm-hmm. we may have been more than friends See, but in oh god sorry no 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 go ahead i was going to say in that type of situations it's it's very yeah, i think it's a lot easier to play it off where you know because there's the real feeling, so you can play it, but it wasn't a situation where you weren't going to get hurt, um, and you know you weren't going to be able to play the re- you weren't going to be able to do a real relationship in the real world. So it made a lot of sense to do it in, in you know in the fantasy world. Yeah, it gave us that opportunity to explore that in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and our DM just rolled his eyes at us a lot and then we decided that it was fun to make him roll his eyes at us so so you got to really ham it up oh yeah it was ridiculous um, uh but yeah that was really that was that was a third edition game yeah yeah that was a third edition game that was i'm dating myself um did a long time ago Mm, it wasn't that long ago. It's not like you said first or second. No, it wasn't that long. Yeah, at least it wasn't that. But third, I started in third, so I was I was a little bit of a late bloomer when it came to stuff like that. But uh, 
um, you know, that was that was kind of where it all started. Funny part is is that the only other long term game I've played and DM'd in a bunch of games that only lasted like you know a few months or whatever. Uh, but the only other long term game that I was in was the four year game that we played for fourth edition, uh, the Imperium game that we played before this one. It was all the same people. Okay. You Ooh. know, because you were in that game. I was yes. Yep, and it was it was you and Greg and Mark and Darian. Yep. You played Skeev. Yeah. And the the myriad of cast of characters of people that would come in for a session or two and and leave again. Um, But yeah, so I've been playing with the same people pretty much for the past six, seven, ten years, some shit. I don't know. A lot. Doesn't feel like that long. (laughs) It doesn't, but it has been. It's been been quite a while. I mean, Joe and I have been together for ten years. So, I've been playing ever since you guys were together, first together. So a couple you, of years in. You two need to find another DM to run a game where you two can have a characters get together. Oh my god, can you imagine? We'd probably hate each other. <laughs> do, do the married couple who are fighting always. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know what? That, that's a really good... That's, a, that's an interesting thought. I've never played alongside joe really yeah it's always been him or i dming so if he's playing i'm dming and if he's if he if i'm playing he's dming d when are you gonna have that one shot ready (laughs) is now is now the time to announce because i have a date (laughs) i have a date for when i can do it do you really yeah joe and i talked about it Oh, I don't know if we should because like i don't know if joe wants us to announce it yet or not Yeah, yeah no no firm dates no firm dates. I, 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 but no, you, you, the audience, don't get to know it. Okay. Right. If y'all, if y'all want, I'll tell you after. <laughs> and, I mean, Joe, Joe can cut this out if he doesn't want people to know yet. But the fact that you like are actually gonna do it makes me really happy. Yeah, I'm gonna run it once before because I'm writing it for this. Um, gotcha. I, I gotta run it. I have to run it at least once or twice beforehand so I can get the feel of what needs to change. Uh-huh. But I'm excited because I've got oh. I've got things. Oh, I'm so excited. And you get to play alongside Joe, because Joe is <gasps> definitively gonna be in it because I want him to play. Seriously. Yeah. That's that's fucking cool. Yeah, we've never played in a game together. We're gonna kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> um who all is gonna be in it is up in the air. I want uh-huh. like four people. Like four's I think four's my limit. And with a group of eight people. Ugh. So me, Joe, Gra- Gary, and who else? <laughs> hey, 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 there's no guarantee I'm going to make the cut. I understand that. <laughs> I'm just going to, hold on, uh, hold on. Eight people, eight people. That's a lot uh, of people. Joe guaranteed, I guaranteed as DM. So that's six people. Everybody pick a number. I got a D6 in hand. Ah! <laughs> Uh, and with that, I'm going to table this to another night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say thank you to my two guests, Dee and Kayla. This was thank a you, really Gary. fun conversation. Thanks. Uh, uh, next week, we will find out where Chase and Kaylin went, hopefully. Or maybe we won't. Who knows? <sighs> Give me back my cheers. Uh, thank you everyone for listening tonight I hope you all have a great time and just remember keep those conspiracies coming goodbye bye bye
Hey, thanks for listening to Out of Character. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question, uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later.